It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Welcome back to Lawn and Garden here on WSBM. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves today. He's got the Saturday off, but he always leaves me in the very capable hands of very good guests who I also consider friends. We have Joe Lample, also known as Joe Gardner of a television show there, Growing a Greener World, and Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Had a couple of good hours. We've got one hour left, and we want to just uh, send forward prayers and things, too. We're definitely considering the folks that have been affected by Hurricane Matthew in the last 48 hours on the coast of Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, obviously the east coast of Florida really feeling the effects of that. So we've changed programming a little bit as well to accommodate that as we certainly should. We have Channel 2 reporters and our own Richard Sangster who have gone to the eye of the hurricane, so to speak, to bring you all the coverage. And uh, it affects us programming-wise from the note that the Georgia Bulldogs game is moved to tomorrow. They're playing in Columbia, South Carolina. So all the pregame coverage, you'll find that here, but at 1030 tomorrow. So that's very odd to have a college game on a Sunday. Day, you know, mixed in with all the NFL games, but special circumstances there. Uh, call us and join us on the show today. We're having a good time. We're talking about gardening and climate and all that kind of stuff. 404 872 And I really appreciate Nan has been so patiently waiting with a great question. Good morning, Nan. Oh, hi. How are you? Great. What can we do for you today? Well, I moved into a community in Hall County last year where all the homes here have the typical builder's basic plants in the front of the house only, and we are now ready to do our own personalized landscape plan for the perimeter of the house. And I really wanted to know what was the best time of the year to do that. I I keep hearing it's fall, but uh, over spring, apparently. But is it too late to get some shrubs and and trees in the ground this year? Oh, this is a great Mm -hmm. time to do it. This is the perfect time to plant. Mm -hmm. Well, what would be the uh, cutoff date to do that? I think you can do it all winter long. As long as you can get um, a shovel in the ground, you're fine. Um, Plants put root growth on in the wintertime, and then they put growth top growth on when it gets hot and you want to get root growth on before you get top growth on okay so So if something was done within the next six weeks or so oh no actually within until probably february through february you're fine you're fine as long as it's not so cold that you you're uncomfortable and and the fact of the matter is you can plant any time of year as long as you get into the soil but as mickey said the best time to allow the most time for the plants to mature and settle into the ground is fall. I always say fall is for planting. Because uh-huh. and I and I think fall is really the start of next gardening season. So for me, yeah. this is really when it starts. Okay. And so the more that you can do now or up through, you know, winter time, the better. But this gives you the maximum amount of time for those plants to get settled in before the stresses of summer really kick in. And we have such a great selection. Now this is the time. We've got super okay. selection and so much fun to be outside this time of year too. Well, I had been told by some neighbors here that they had removed all the topsoil when they were like gotcha. recon touring the landscape here for this large community and therefore the the ground was really pitiful out this way so i assume that that would take a lot of uh, amendment too for the soil to make things 
little healthier. I just think you're going to be so much more successful if mm-hmm. you make if you make the soil right to begin with. Use some good organics. Everybody has their own idea. We Pikes has a super planting soil that you could mix in the soil. You could do some mushroom compost. You could do some chicken manure, cow mm-hmm. manure, whatever. But something mm-hmm. to open up that clay because that's what you've got in there. Okay. It's clay in there. No. There are no particles, so go down and, and if you're doing shrubs, do real wide holes. They don't have to be deep. They just okay. have to be wide. And add mulch. when you yeah, After you plant it, add mulch. Mulch is great for a number of reasons. It'll help keep the weeds down, but in the wintertime, it helps keep those roots a little bit warmer. It's kind of like an insulating bl- blanket. And then in the summertime, it's going to keep everything a little bit cooler. And then the most important thing, it's going to help retain moisture. So, uh, but don't pull the mulch up on the stem. You want the right. mulch back. You're mulching the roots. You're not mulching the stem. Right. Pull it back away from the stem. Very glad she called when she did. That's great question. Great advice. Thanks, Nan. Up next, good morning, Charlie and Milton. Hello. Hey, good morning. How are you? Great. How hey. are you doing today? Good. Um, I am replacing my Bermuda lawn in the back. Uh, with fescue, uh, we just have too much shade for the mm-hmm. Bermuda to mm-hmm. really do very well. Good call. Um, so I used Roundup a couple weeks ago Good. and killed the Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my my question is is um, can I can I use that that Bermuda that's dead kind of as a base to plant the seed in? I'm I'm thinking it will be relatively easy for the for the uh, roots to penetrate as the grass grows, and it will also help hold moisture. The key, the key is going to be it's to make dead. sure that the seeds get uh, seed-to-soil contact. And so as long as the seeds can get through the Bermuda, or what's left of it, to the soil, uh, you'll be okay. And the key, the, the way that I would do that is uh, once you put – a couple things I would do just ahead of putting the seed down is I would go rent a core aerator and uh, run that multiple times across that area where you've – killed the grass and that'll penetrate and punch holes into the surface and that'll break up that uh, area which is really good and then if you were inclined to improve the soil at this point it would be a great time to do it because you know soil amendments will go down into those cores and just really improve everything overall now that's a nice nice to do but not a need to do but i would i would do it if you can but then the key is once you put that seed down then if you want to put um some straw over that you could but that bermuda may serve the same purpose and that is to sort of provide some uh like a mulch layer but here's the thing that i want to make sure that you do is rent a roller, a water-filled roller. And you can do that at the same place that you get your core aerator. And it's very inexpensive. But when you get home, you'll fill that barrel with a handle on it with water. And then you'll go over the area where you put your seed down. And that'll push the seed onto the soil. And that will guarantee that you're going to get that seed-to-soil contact. And then the last thing that you need to do until germination is keep the soil moist. So you're going to be watering that, that area about maybe three times a day with a short amount of water just so that everything stays relatively moist. That's where the, the hay or the straw would really help um, retain some of that moisture for you. But uh, keep it that way. You're going to get germination in roughly two weeks, give or take a little bit. Um, but there you go. 
Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for, for answering my question. Great. And Charlie, one other thing, too, that I have found very helpful, especially when you're transitioning different kinds of grasses, obviously different routines, especially between Bermuda and fescue. If you go to Walter's website, if you have time, WalterReeves.com, there in the search bar over on the right-hand side of the page, this is good advice for everybody. Type Lawn Care Calendar. Mm-hmm. When you type Lawn Care Calendar, scroll down the, the articles a little bit, and Walter has amazing documents, PDF files. You could just print out, and it's for each type of grass that's commonly found here in Georgia. And it's literally a grid calendar of January through December, what you need to be doing, when to fertilize, when to do those kinds of things. So I have it printed out and stuck in the garage, and that's really going to help you kind of stay on top of, uh, you know, learning the new routine with fescue. And, and on his homepage right now, his feature is Fescue Planting 123. Uh-huh. So you don't even have to go searching for it. Just get to his site. Great. Excellent. All right. 404-872-0750. That's how Steve from Buford got through this morning. Good morning, Steve. Hey, uh, good morning. A couple of real quick questions. I have a bush. I think it's called a viburnum. Viburnum. Oh, Viburnum. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out because when, it, when I first planted it, didn't do anything with it for the first two or three years. The old portion never bloomed out. The new portion did. And then I stopped cutting it back, and all of a sudden the whole bush has come out. It is gorgeous, beautiful, the white lace uh, leaves in spring. But now it's about eight or nine feet high. My question is, is that particular bush or, or plant, is that supposed to be more of a bush? Or a tree, more of a bush. Yeah, more, it's it, even though it's as big as some mm-hmm. trees, it's multi-stemmed, mm-hmm. so right. we consider it a shrub. That's how you're going to do it. And if it blooms in the spring, don't cut it back until after it blooms, right. because things that bloom in the spring bloom on wood that they put on the year before. So if you cut it back, you're not going to get the blooms this year. So wait until after it blooms, and then you can cut it back. And for yeah. folks that may not know what Steve's talking about, uh, uh, there's oftentimes a, to a double file viburnum, but at a distance, it almost reminds you of a dogwood. Yes, I mean, when I it love gets it. more to a tree form when it gets so large. I had a customer call it a tabletop viburnum because yeah. it's kind of on top of the, oh, right. the, the leaves, which I thought that was good Steve, idea. what's your second question? Okay, real quickly, uh-huh. on an encore, encore azalea, mm-hmm. I have them that will bloom pretty much all of, throughout the year. In mm-hmm. fact, I have the pink ones blooming again now. But I've really not cut them back for the last two or three years. So a bunch of them have the long stems on them before you get to the next cluster mm-hmm. of uh, blooms. Is that uh, a guy at Pikes told me a couple of weeks ago it would be generally okay if they bloom all year, to cut them back after they bloom. Is that correct? It's better to cut them back after the spring bloom. Mm-hmm. Cut after them back because the that's okay. the primary bloom. Cut them back and be sure and fertilize them every time they bloom. Give them a little bit of fertilizer after they bloom every time because they put so much effort into putting yeah. so much uh, flower on it that if you don't, sometimes they get kind of loose looking. Great. Thank you so much for the call, Steve. Stay tuned with us. Up next, we'll have Susan from Lilburn. Question about raised beds. And Dave called from Grayson overseeding his lawn. And we're also looking for your calls as well. 404-872-0750. This is Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves on Lawn and Garden. Stay tuned. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need.
And a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Lots of you are tuning in to see what Hurricane Matthew is doing here in Atlanta. Not so much affected by it, just a mix of sun and clouds. No rain, clear overnight. Highs today in the low 80s and lows in the low to mid 50s. Stay tuned, though. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes on uh, your home of the dogs. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And speaking of, tune in tomorrow, 1030. Pre-game coverage starts the Bulldogs versus the Gamecocks right here on WSB. I'm in studio with Joe Lample, Mickey Gasway. We've been taking your calls, 404-872-0750. We have time to go out to Lilburn and talk to Susan. Hi. Hi. What? What's Good your morning. question? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have uh, two 4 by 4 cedar raised beds that are about 12 inches deep. And um, I'm not really having the success that I had hoped to have when I installed them. Um, I originally filled it with different kinds of compost, including my own. And um, I'm trying to stay as organic as possible for my vegetables. But um, I'm just not having that much success and was wondering if you could give me some ideas. Well, now, tell us, Susan, so we know, tell us what you mean you're not having success. What's happening? Well, this past year, I realized that we, it was, the heat was awful and everything, but I got a total of three small tomatoes. Um, things just are not producing. Are you in full sun? Are the beds in full sun? Yes. As a matter of fact, that's why I have the beds Good. where they are. Soaker hoses are great if you've got, um, you know, if you can't get out there and water them. I don't know. Can I can I ask you a little bit about you know, again the soil that you put into those? Tell me about that. What did you put? Uh, different kinds of compost. Some of it was bagged compost. Uh-huh. Um, I I have compost bins of my own that I okay. I've used compost from that. Good. Um, and I think that was it. Just mostly different kinds of compost. Okay. And then and then as as I did the second year, I added back some more of okay. my compost, but I don't know if I should be adding yeah. bagged dirt or Well, let me let me ask. So this is not your first year of trying it. You've had it for a second this two, two okay. this was the second season. Keep continue to focus on the soil, provide consistent moisture, you're in full sun. Uh, feed it from time to time, but you've got good, healthy soil, which will provide a lot of those nutrients already. But keep at it. This was a tough year, so don't yeah. give yourself some credit. I mean, a lot of people had problems this year that didn't have problems in the past. But I think you've got the foundation in place for a successful year next year. And transitioning between the two, you know, times of year to to be doing the yeah, different yeah, try, try now. Fall. This would be mm-hmm. a great time. Test it out, maybe not more tomatoes, success. but fall crops. Yeah, great. Right. Yeah. Thanks so much. Good luck to you, Susan. We'll be joined by Mark, Wayne, Steve, Dave, and you after the break. Jump in 404-872-0750 and stay tuned for the Pike's Pick of the Week. All that coming up in the last half hour of the show. This is Lawn and Garden on WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 
8.36 and 67 degrees here on Peachtree Street in Midtown Atlanta. Welcome to the Lawn and Garden Show. Just half an hour left. I'm Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves just this week. He'll be back. Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery. Joe Lample. Joe Gardner of Growing a Greener World. Thanks so much for being here today. It's guys. fun. Had a good oh, time. Yeah. I know, yeah. Anytime. We, we love this time of year. This is our favorite time. Just so much to talk about. So much yes. color. So many fun things, and I, I teased it last hour, and I just can't stand it. The Pikes Pick of the Week, so fun today, Mickey. Absolutely. We have all the pumpkins that you can carry for $19.99. That is, that's one of the most fun things y'all do all year. It is fun. It really is. I love getting to take the pictures of the moms or dads holding all the pumpkins and the kids cheering them on. It's really fun. And, I mean, my husband sitting yesterday... I mean, 6'3", big yep. guy. You know, he's like, I bet I could carry six. That's said, it. Well, good for you. I mean, I'm glad you could, but what would we do with six pumpkins? So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, sure people you can just, think of something. We yeah. had a fraternity, some fraternity guys come in the other day, and they were all cheering their other, their brother <laughs> own. You know, come on, you can do it, brother. <laughs> now, how many so, do you yeah. have that don't make it all the way to checkout, and they are dropped and yeah, just splatter well, everywhere? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. This guy took eight, though, and he, he, oh. was, he was a big guy, well, and he impressive. had them under his chin. Are they allowed to have and, help to load them? Oh, Oh, yes, uh-huh. absolutely. You can have help Just loading them. Someone piles them on for yes, you as long yes. as you can carry yeah. them. He said, I might try one on my head. And I said, I don't uh. think that's a very good idea. <laughs> Do you have to come out vertical or can you lay down and have some, somebody? <laughs> hey, I bet nobody thought of yeah. that. You know, all four of your arms and then just have them laying them all over. Yeah, and get, like on a skateboard oh, yeah. or something. See how fun that yeah. needs We to have be some great pictures, though, that we've taken of that. So. so, and that brings us to the class you're offering later this month, too. So I said, what if I have six pumpkins? I have too many pumpkins and nothing to do with them. Okay, we're going to show you how to um, uh, plant a pumpkin. And we uh, clean the pumpkin out, add some soil, add some pansies, and it looks great. So we're going to actually have a workshop where you can do it yourself. So anyone that wants more information on the Pikes Pick of the Week, which is this weekend only, or the classes can go to to pikenursery.com but now the uh, all you can carry pumpkins does go past this week oh great yeah it does go past this week great and it's 19.99 perfect all right get out there this weekend or later this week if you miss it and get your pumpkins and get the kids ready for halloween that's what we've got coming up it's true Fun it's already time. almost here all right, 839. We still have time to take your calls. We're going to try to get everyone in here 404-872-0750. Dave, hey, do you have the radio on? Dave, are you there? All right, we're going to give Dave a minute. I knew instantly because I can hear myself echoing back. So we'll give Dave a second to readjust the radio there. Next, we jump out to Ackworth. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Great. Good. Hey, I had a question for you. I've got a poinsettia that my customers gave me three years ago, and I've been watering it every, every month or pretty much every other week. I water it. And one of my um, friends said, you know, it won't produce any flowers until you put it in the closet around October and just let it um, go dormant and give it a little water. Don't water it as much as you've been doing. You'll notice all the leaves kind of will fall off, turn yellow. And since I've done that, there's been almost um, a foot of growth on the limbs as far as going up. But my question is um, how long should I keep it in the dark? And is it okay if I repot it because it's still in the same pot that it was in when I first got it? 
Now, I, I love this question, Mark. I'm doing the same thing with one I received this past Christmas. It's been out on the back deck. It's beautiful. It's put on a lot of new green leaves. And as we know, that's also the flower of the poinsettia, the, the red part that you see. So that's when it needs the darkness to really start putting on the color change. But Mickey, tell us about that. Well, you can't actually leave it in the dark the whole time. You've got to create it. Uh, poinsettias are called photoperiodic. They bloom according to the day night. And I think it's 10 hours. And I don't right. have, the, I think it's, is that right? Jenny? 10 hours of light. Okay, 10 hours of light. And so you've got to have to put it in a place that, um, is light for for the rest of the time and dark for 10 hours. Is that right? I know. I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. the... Um, you know, I said 10 hours. I'm just referring back to my article because mm-hmm. I, I, the number one article on, on growingagreenerworld.com What's, from years ago is turning point set as red. Mm-hmm. It's the more and more. Four, it's a it's 14 hours of darkness. Right. 14 of okay, Solid so darkness. 10, and so, 10 I mean, Walter always recommends, especially Mark's is kind of large, mine is to a big cardboard box. box. I mean, that's really the, the thing that's going to let in the least amount of light but having to remember, remember each day yeah. if it's a room that you have off to the side going in there and removing you will the box. find that poinsettias are very cheap mm-hmm. when you try to do this yeah one time i yeah. i'm with mark i want to give it's it one a, it's, shot it's it's, it's, a, it's a challenge and, and then, it's fun but uh mark's question too about repotting it probably a good idea if it's put on that much more growth going to a little bit larger i don't pot. know if it needs that right now whether you'd want to do that afterwards i don't know i don't know yeah. Because yeah, some things bloom better if they're a little bit Stressed. root bound. I'd stick my finger down in it and see if it's um, if it's not too tight. Then okay. Good luck, Mark. I haven't done that. So. Mark, I answer phones for Walter when he's here hosting the show, and I would love to hear back mm-hmm. from you because yeah, I want to know if, if Mark and I don't give up before December. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see if we can really make this work. Thanks so much for the call. Next, Wayne and Lula. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning. Good morning. Um. I have bought a new property a few months ago, and uh, the grass was kind of pitiful. I've tried to all summer get it to grow and stuff, and it's mostly, uh, well, probably weeds and pesky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like to know when's the best time, you know, to try to irrigate and lime and, you know, plant and, you know, fertilize. Today. It's still, you know, pretty warm. Today, though, it's uh, we're I mean, we're into October. You can start this as you know, in the mid September, so you're really in a good time of year right now. And the fact of the matter is, you need this much time because you only have so many months before or weeks before it gets a little too cool for a good germination. So, honestly, if you have time today, get started with it and uh, try not to delay. That's what I'll be doing when I get home. Uh, so to answer your question, all those things that you mentioned today would be a great time yeah have a soil test done you know there's no need to think about adding lime and all of that unless you know that it's it's a little deficient but um and not really worrying about the weeds in with the fescue so much right now don't concern yourself so much with the weeds a lot of them are going to die anyways but now really strengthening it by adding more seed yeah and i would say at this point uh don't wait to get the results of the soil test back and if this is a new property or a property that hasn't probably is rather neglected i would go ahead and get on it Assume that you probably could use some lime in this area. It's mostly likely that that's the case. If you've got pine trees yeah. anywhere in your area, it's probably lime. It's probably yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, well, there are several, you know, trees in the area, but you know, it's just kind of got some bare spots, and it's just 
you know, never been took care of. So I'm trying to bring I bet it's going to be beautiful next year when you get that done. Well, that's what I'm trying. Good. Well, best of luck. Thanks for the call, Wayne. That's always a good question. Always, always. Up next is Steve with a question about a rose bush. Hi, Steve. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Good. I've got a rose bush that I'm trying to transplant into a new home uh, that is truly facing east. I'm trying to decide whether to put it in the front yard or the backyard. The more sun, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I if I were you, I would wait until it was dormant to to because that's when you know how when you buy rose bushes, you buy the when you buy the when you do buy the bare root ones, it's when they're totally dormant. So that's by far the best time for you to um, to transplant it and try to get it in wherever you get the most sun. So probably the west. Yeah. So on the west, it'll be more so in the rear yard. Yeah, if you get six hours of day total sun, and three of that's after twelve o'clock, you've got plenty of sun for the rose. Sounds great. It looks sounds like it's going to the rear. Good. <laughs> that was easy. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Have Thank a you. great Saturday. All right, time for a couple more before we break here for news, weather, and traffic. And Peggy up in Johns Creek. Hi, Peggy. Hello. Um, I have a Japanese maple, um, nice tree. It was put out about a year ago, and I have lost it, except for there's still a little bit of green on the trunk. Um, I don't know if I overwatered it, underwatered it, or did nothing. It was just the heat. Um, <laughs> I, will it? I guess it won't come back out. Uh oh, Mickey's shaking mm. her head. Oh, that doesn't think. sound very good. Most of, is it a, a one of the weeping type Japanese maples? Oh, or is it upright? Does it have big big leaves or little leaves? Yeah, I'm looking at it now through the window. Yeah, how big it's is it? Weeps down, and I would say okay. it's about four feet tall. It's a beautiful. It's probably. It's probably grafted the mm-hmm. top. They're grafted at the bottom and the top. Some of them. So if it's if it's dead on the top, then all you've got is that trunk. Then it's not gonna make it. I'd go ahead and dig it up. Got it from Pikes. Bring it back. Do you have any idea um, whether what killed it? Uh, whether it any was, of the things you mentioned? Yeah, I think or so. did I overwater it? Uh, I don't know how much water. Is, is it in the ground or in a container? No, it's in the ground. It's in a little Probably. courtyard. Well, I mean, you could have overwatered it. More plants, people don't realize that more plants mm-hmm. die from overwatering than underwatering. But this year, a lot of plants succumb to the heat, heat. and the lack of yeah. rain. So, and the symptoms are often the same as far as what we look at, what we see. So, uh, you'll have to use your senses of whether or not you think you watered it too much or not. But you can always tell by sticking your finger into the soil. And if the soil feels moist or it comes up dirty with you on your finger then it was too much it's too much water so um this was a tough year you know again uh, with the heat and the lack of rain it could have been the fact that it just couldn't take it as especially as a newly planted tree but again overwatering can do the same thing and fall is a much better time if you're going to replant another one this is a much easier time to plant a Japanese maple. Well, and real quick, we talked to someone about transplanting a tree earlier in the show. So, I mean, really, it's tough to gauge. You know, I mean, you were suggesting a soaker hose, Joe, but how much? You, you, we don't want to do too much, but I mean, how much right. is enough? Right. It, it involves us actually getting, literally really? putting out. The, the best thing I can do is put my finger into the soil all the way as far down as it goes. 
pull my finger back out, look at my finger, do I have soil on it or not? Uh, if so, that's because the moisture adhered the particles of soil to my finger. So it's got enough moisture in the soil. If it comes back out and it's dry and there's really nothing attached, and how it needs far more out water. from the trunk are you coming drip, when you're doing your water test? Uh, I'm out near the drip line okay. because I need water there. You know, that's where the feeder roots are. So if I'm not getting, uh, you know, moisture there, I want more moisture. Right. How much sun is your tree in? Ma'am. How much sun? Yeah, I have, um, I've lost three gumpo azaleas out of four. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, well, Peggy, sorry, sorry for the yeah. bad news. Thank you so much for the call, though. We have to take a break. We'll be back with one more call on Lawn and Garden. Stay tuned. Then Dave Baker at the Home Fix-It Show up next on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Weather brought to you by Ackerman Security. One word to describe today's weather, it's perfect. A mix of sun and clouds, highs in the low 80s, and lows dropping to the mid-50s. Stay tuned right here. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes. And the dogs tomorrow take on the Gamecocks. Pre-game coverage begins 1030 tomorrow morning on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We want to close out the show and take Billy's call in Canton. Good morning, Billy. Hey, how y'all doing? Great. What can we do for you? Um, well, um, I actually kind of misworded my question when I called in a while ago. Um, my, my father's got a cherry tree that lost its leaves a couple, three weeks ago. Um, like I guess it usually does. Um, but it started blooming this past week. It's got about seven or eight blooms on it. And I was just curious if that was a maybe a disease or is it just because the weather's been a little warmer than normal or what? Hmm. Could be two things. Uh, it could be in distress. A lot of times uh, trees and shrubs and flowers will uh, bloom at an unseasonable time when they are going into distress right. because their whole motive in life is to reproduce, and, and they That's need flowers they to, to do, do that. Yeah. So if they know they're going out or they think they are, they, uh, they'll abnormally put on a flush of flowers to try to replicate themselves before they bid farewell just like pine trees put on mm -hmm. um, cones when they're mm -hmm. now your yeah and your theory about it being unseasonably warm and that could have caused them some sort of uh, response in the planter tree yeah that happens too but i'm wondering if and it, you said it's a cherry tree it is it, i'm, more, I'm it thinking is. it's in distress so any need for alarm what should they do just leave it till leave next it. spring yeah okay and see what happens then Thank you, Billy, and a big thank you to Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World. Mickey Gasaway, you can find her later on today. As a matter of fact, at Pike Nursery, which location? At West Cobb. Roll Tide. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Go Knowles. I'll let you have it today since the dogs play tomorrow. <laughs> right. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Well, obviously, we've had a great time. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. Walter Reeves back in the hot seat next Saturday. We're always here Saturday mornings on WSB. You're listening to News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm Ashley Frasca. We'll talk to you on Monday.